Welcome to the Art First Interiors podcast, brought to you by Curious Egg. I'm Lorraine Aaron, an artist who designs interiors. I'm passionate about the way art can change our lives and improve our home environments, and I love interiors with art at their soul. Here on the Art First Interiors podcast, I talk to like-minded creative people, including fellow artists, interior designers and homemakers, exploring how art affects their lives, the places they live and the spaces they create. Join me to discover the power of art to transform your home. episode I talked to interior style warrior Jasmine Edwards whose beautifully styled home has bold dramatic artworks in every room. We chat about when she started bringing art into her home, her tips on how to build confidence in choosing the right art for you and where to go to make your first art purchase without breaking the bank. So Jazz, thanks so much for coming on to chat to me. Um, really, really glad to have you here this Saturday morning. Oh, thank you so much for asking me. It's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Oh, well, you, as I've mentioned, you were one of their first style warriors um, for my blog. So I thought it's only right that you be one of the first people I interview for the podcast. Um, And your home is an absolute inspiration uh, for anyone thinking about bringing art into their home. So I thought it'd be really interesting to talk to you and hear more about um, kind of what got you interested in art in the first place. If you okay, could tell us a wee bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely great. Um, what got me interested in art? I mean, I have always been passionate about it. As a child, I could paint and draw, and as an adult, I still can. I don't necessarily have the time to do so, but when I do, it just frees your soul and takes you to a different place. Absolutely, I think yeah. what what got me into it was my mother taught art at one stage at secondary level, and oh. I was just fascinated by the whole creative process. And it allowed me to experiment and I suppose to hone your skills for want of better words. And I also watched art programs on the telly and I found them really mesmerizing and really exciting. And the whole, yeah, the whole creative process is just brilliant to watch. And then you see the end product. It's just, it's just magical almost. Absolutely. Did you watch Tony Hart? Go on, tell me. Of course. (laughs) I loved that program. The music, everything got ridiculously excited and it was always a thing, oh, I'd love to have something on there. I never That's did. That's like the gallery ball. The, oh, the, the gallery. exactly. He was the first gallery ball. <laughs> That's it, I know. I did so many um, trials where I thought, right, I did something with milk bottle tops. I did something with a horse on it. And I was like, no, no, that one's not good enough. I'll do the next one. And you know, I don't think I sent a single piece in to Tony <laughs> I think I was exactly the same. I didn't either. But you know what's actually really funny is that years ago, you'd football art fair, he was actually there. Like we're going back probably about no 20 odd years. He was there with, and he was doing, I don't know, a little class. And I remember he had um, an auction and it was for a child's charity. And I got really excited, got involved, ended up bidding. I bidded against myself actually at one stage, I'm sure. And <laughs> I what I was doing. Ended up with this bunny picture and it actually says to Jazz and Mark, Mark's my husband. And we've still got it. It's up in the loft somewhere, but I must get it down. But that to me is like a proud moment I actually have absolutely. a piece absolutely that's amazing I know oh, oh you have to get that on your wall that, that sounds I pretty- should I absolutely should oh my goodness oh well that that is um, do you know that it's funny actually because I, I find that quite interesting people that have been 
you know, good at art in the past and kind of, um, I, I know exactly what you mean about having time, but it's just something that I also feel can, um, you know, kids can sometimes just be talked out of it. People feel there's not uh, a job there for people. So they, they kind of lose those arts or that interest in art um, after those early years. And I think it's such a shame because um, it can bring so much you know, to your life later on, I feel as though it should be as important as any of the academic subjects. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, and I think the value, the, the emotional value that art brings to you and to other, pe- other people, is it's absolutely brilliant. And I know there seems to be, or certainly, you know, when I was at school, there was this kind of polarisation between academic and artistic, yeah. almost like you can't be both. And I don't see why you can't be both. And absolutely. kids are kind of nurtured in a particular direction a lot of the time towards something academic or towards something that's perceived as serious. But having said that, art is serious too. It's creative. It requires intellectual ability, perspective, you know, perception. So many actual skills that you need to draw on to be creative. And yes, to some people, it may come more naturally. But I think, and you know, there's an artist in all of us. And it just depends upon how that ability is honed, developed, and most importantly, encouraged. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's it's it can just make you feel so happy the whole creative process and to produce something yourself there's something quite magical about that I think really I think I think you're absolutely right and I think you're right about um you know there are moments for it to be uh, fun and playful and there are also moments where yeah it is quite serious I mean you get war artists going out to really war-torn areas and their job is to um basically comment on what's actually happening out there and that's quite a serious role I mean I knew an artist um, when I was based in Glasgow at Sculpture Studios I knew an artist who was working out with Peter Housen out in Bosnia and he he saw some terrible things and he had to somehow get this down into a piece of work that but also process those that experience and those thoughts and um, produce some piece of work that communicated that and you know I think that's I think but, you know, people talk about tortured artists, but I think sometimes, you know, the artists go through on to different levels. They go through the kind of um, self-bashing when they're they're trying to get their idea out and it's not coming out. But, and But also, you know, sometimes processing some quite difficult um, situations where, you know, the, I, I guess an artist's role is to comment on life and trying to get those ideas across. Absolutely. And I, I think that is the case. And it's a way of um, conveying emotion in a very very limited way because you, you've got a medium it depends whether it's paper whether it's canvas and, you, and you've got your materials but it's actually your ability you're drawn upon your yeah. emotional strengths if you like to actually encapsulate and to depict something so your example of an, a war artist is, is absolutely brilliant because there are going to be a lot of emotions involved yeah. in that process you're also you know you are affected by what you're seeing and you're also trying to depict it in a realistic way that people can actually relate to so yeah I think it's massively important when you look at examples like that and and if we go back throughout civilization it art has been a form of communication if we go back to cave drawings if we go back to culture right at the beginning of time it's all been about this communication and this creative process it's intrinsic to us as people and that's why i think that we should be encouraged in other areas of our life to actually explore 
and to actually just enjoy it. It doesn't have to be this very serious thing. Yep. Yes, it can be serious if you're a dealer, if you're working for an auction house, and, and that's a different matter altogether. Yep. But for the average person to bring it into your home, I think it just comes down to considered choices more than anything else. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think going back to the kind of the role that can play aside, you know, beside other um, you know, more academic subjects or just other elements in our lives, I just think, you know, we live such fast lives that it's quite difficult to stop and just have that kind of awareness of what's going on around you and... Um, mm-hmm kind of look at things from a different perspective and I think art can do that even if it's just for a quiet moment in your home or whether you go out to see an exhibition it's just making you stop and actually think about things in a different way which really it's it's hard to think of anything else that can make you do that Um, yes films provide um, escapism and that is an art form in itself but actual you know um, still pieces that make you sit and contemplate I think that's quite a valuable thing um, yeah, I, I agree completely, Lorraine. And I think, yeah, films will transcend you and they'll, and they'll take you to, you know, take you on a journey, if you like, and, and you will remember things and it will evoke memories. But I, I think the, the thing with art is that it will evoke some form of emotion, be it positive yeah. or negative. Yes. You will know emphatically whether you like something. People are not generally on the fence. It's like, I really like that or I don't. Yeah. And I'm interested in both opinions. If you don't like something, I just want to know why. Yeah. Not because I disagree with what you're saying, but I actually love art's ability to polarise opinion. It actually makes you think, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And I it think evokes, that's important. Yeah, exactly. that's so important. And, and it will evoke an emotion and dependent on what you've bought, how you've bought it. It's a moment in history almost, if you like. So when you're at home and you've got a piece on your wall, or it could be a sculpture, you know, it's a 3D thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be just a painting or a drawing. You will go back to what that means to you, the symbolism behind it. And that's what I love the most about my home. And it is quite interesting. And yes, I'm massively into interiors. And I think the two are related. But for me, if I'm sitting at home and I just want quiet headspace and I'll go and sit possibly in my bedroom or the study or whatever. And if I look at a piece of work, it does take me back to when it was bought, what it means. And you do feel something. You do feel happy. It's lovely in that sense. And I, I can't think of many any other mediums or you know yes possibly music yeah because that's creative as well but I think art is one of the best forms that actually has the ability to you know hit your emotions as such in the same way absolutely um so what was your first artwork you ever bought if you can remember and what made you buy it uh, that's an interesting one because you know what's my first artwork because I'm trying to recall but I think the easiest memory memory for me to recollect was round about the time um I got married we were lucky enough to be given just it was a small small amount of money by a very close dear friend and um I feel I felt real sense of responsibility like what do we do with this you know I I don't want to go and buy some crockery I'm so clumsy I'd break it all and you know I was just (laughs) I was just trying to think what do we buy and then it was like why don't we buy some art because that Mm. would be lovely she's actually quite artistic she'd have a real appreciation and I remember going into a gallery and this was nearly 20 years ago going into a gallery um, of which there were many more at the time Mm. it was quite a contemporary one so it was unique in that sense there weren't that many contemporary galleries around about 20 years ago and they had a plethora of work to choose from and there was this lovely um, 
wee piece and it was called Looking Up and I thought there was something really optimistic about it. Really vibrant colours, limited colour palette. I think it was yellow, blue and the variations in between and it's just an abstract piece of a woman looking up at a tree. There's a bird in the tree and there's just something really uplifting about it and every time I look at that painting it evokes that time right you know first piece of art you're choosing something you have this sense of responsibility you want to get it right but you choose something you love and nearly 20 years on it's still up on my wall I still love it and sadly that person who who gave me the money has has died but but, you know, when I, I look, I still think of her and, you know, it kind of warms my heart. And I think, mm. you know, there's still a little bit of her here. I know that sounds very strange, but, you know, there's a link to that painting when I look at it. And I would say for the majority of things in my home, there is a link. There's an emotional connection behind it. And, and I think that's a really lovely point is, you know, we, we talk about having the things around us that make us, um, you know, a kind of record of our lives and um, art's got this amazing ability to kind of mark memories, to mark moments in time um, and and I think that mixture of having objects around you that are, you know, that you've collected over the years but, but artworks that would actually stay, stop and make you kind of look at them and as you see, think, you think about your friend or you think about um, what was happening around that time, I think that's when it becomes really quite powerful. Oh, absolutely. I think it becomes part of your personal history. Yeah. So it's almost like this curated personal history that's around your home, or it can be. And so for me, you know, I look around and I look at how much my taste has changed as well. And and that's mm. quite interesting. And, and And it's quite interesting from the point of view that I'm clearly into figurative art in a big yeah. way and and that I think comes back to my fascination with people you know it's the secret anthropologist in me I've just always been interested in what makes people tick what they like the emotions they convey and how they communicate and I think when I've got figurative art up I love the way it's depicted in so many different mediums methods genres and I just really love it. I absolutely love it. But it, it is like a historical record of your life. So I go yeah. back to things I bought 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I think that's a real testament that I still have these things, albeit my taste has changed, but I still have them. Whereas mm. clothing, other bits and pieces, they've fallen by the wayside. Yeah. So I think there's a sense of permanency that I really quite like because at some stage I'll think to myself, oh, you know, I'll I'll give that to a godchild or I'll give, you know, you're, yeah. you're thinking about what you're going to do with these pieces. Yes, they're and almost like they, heirlooms, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I do think that, and, you know, many a time I think, oh, you know, such and such will love that. And, and it gives me enormous pleasure to think that I will pass this on. This is not something transient mm. that's just going to be, you know, discarded, disposed. And for me, that's, again, getting into someone else's personal history. And I think there's something really lovely about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was really interesting there when you talked about how tastes change and how you've kind of um, thought about that, because I think that's where, you know, I, I speak to a lot of people when we're um, at exhibitions and we're, we're doing pop-ups with our art room and, you know, people really struggle with this confidence in uh, buying art and making the decisions and what if they make the wrong decision. And, I, you know, I, I quite often say to them, you know, your taste will change. And I think you put it really well where, it, you know, it is like a personal history and you, you know, we can't change what we've done in our lives. We look back, we can maybe see things, how we see things differently from when we maybe did in our teens and 20s. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that you 
have regrets there. You no, you can. No, it, no. It's actually a lovely map of how your life's panned out and and how your tastes have changed, and you embrace it. And you've embraced the fact that you like figurative art. Where I can feel a lot of people um, have sometimes said to me, oh, "I've got a bit too many of these and a bit too many of of that no. style of art." And I thought, gosh. That's an incredible thing to think, you, you know, to quantify it like that. Surely you would look and think, well, you're drawn to it for some reason. So why not look at that? Absolutely, Lorraine. And, and I think completely, I agree with that. And it's, I don't think there's any right or wrong. And there are so many labels and categories that we try to mm. put people into or, or even ourselves. If you like something, that's all that matters. Absolutely. If your, cha- if your taste has changed over time, acknowledge it that doesn't matter either Mm. I don't think it's a matter of right or wrong and this whole thing of not wanting to get it wrong I understand I do understand where that comes from because dependent on what you're buying there's a level of responsibility there's a fiscal commitment and it might mean that you are sacrificing something else or it might even be an indulgence It, it doesn't really matter where it's coming from what I think is free yourself from that guilt from that worry and if you like it, that's what matters. And I think art is the kind of thing that speaks to you. You love a piece. That's, that's what counts. And it's about buying for yourself. It's about being true to yourself. And it doesn't really matter what other people think. Yeah. Um, I mean, people come round to my house all the time. And, you know, and it is treated like an art gallery. And, it, and it's the standing joke as we go from room <laughs> to room. And, you know, oh, what have you got here? And, oh, God, where did you get this? And. And I just find the whole thing quite funny. Yeah. And and again, I know that when certain people come in, there are going to be things they're really not going to like. Mm. But I, I don't care. I absolutely don't care. And they'll come in, they'll say, oh, I don't like that. And I'll go, that's fine. Why? You know, just out of interest. Mm. Or people come and say, I love that. But the point is, it's like this really kind of sociable, interactive thing as you go around and you you go on this journey, you're looking at things and you're communicating, you're bonding and you're laughing. And it's it, it's lovely from that yeah. point of view. It uh, doesn't matter what other people think. That, well, that's I think that's key. And I think that's one of the if you can get over that and I think that applies to so many things in life you know we spend certainly first part of our lives all worrying about that you know in your teens you've got the insecurities and then you know it it, I I think art's such a great kind of commentator on life because you know as you mature in your 30s you start to become more confident and then you know you start to as you mature you start to care less what people think and and I actually think art's kind of holding up a mirror to you and saying you know okay have you got what it takes to have the confidence not to care what people think and do yeah. something for you and and, and I, I really like that it challenges us like, like that in that way um, oh yeah absolutely I, I think there's something quite liberating about thinking yeah I like that I don't have to justify it I, yeah. you know you, you're not on trial it's, it's just literally if you want to have that in your home if you want to include something in your home I think yeah it, it, mm. think about what it actually is the only thing I would say is I believe it should be a considered purchase rather than um yeah you can do things impulsively but i think you know from experience if you know if we one if we do things impulsively we we might regret it later down the line Mm -hmm. but i do think it's something that should be considered but not in an angsty kind of way not in a kind of tortured soul kind of way but yes you you can think about what you're bringing into your home if you're bringing something into your home you're bringing something into your heart as well and and I think it is about this represents me and 
this is about me and other people can enjoy it they can comment on it they don't necessarily have to like it but this is how I want to represent myself Mm. and I think there's something really liberating rather than constraining shall we say yeah I I think those are really good points and um, uh, when you're bringing a piece of work into your house if you're adding something because you have a, a, a really wonderful collection but if you're if you were to bring another piece in what other things would you think about when you do you think about the space it's going into um how you're going to hang it i mean what are what are the sort of even the practical considerations you give to to bringing a new piece in yeah, the practical considerations are interesting in my case because I, I do have a reasonable collection. So I'm mindful that anything that comes in needs to stand up in its own right. Otherwise, it just becomes like white noise. You can't see the differences, can you? And you want the nuances. Yep. You want the, you want to be able to see um, the different varieties rather than an amorphous block of things that you can't actually break down. Yep. Now, for me... Um, it depends where I've purchased it from. Probably one of the first considerations is whether it's been framed or not. If it, if I'm buying something that hasn't been framed, if I'm buying it from an art fair or gallery or wherever it actually is, I will always take it to a professional framer. Mm. Um, and I'm mindful of this for a variety of reasons. One, you want to protect your work. You need to think about UV exposure. You need to think about moisture. You need to make sure that, for example, if you've got a print, it's not touching the glass. You need to think about the long-term aspects of looking after it. If you go to a professional framer, they have a variety of frames that you can choose from and you can get something quite bespoke and quite unique. And that in itself helps to elevate the piece. What you can also do, and what I've also done, is um, I've bought vintage frames. And because vintage frames are not necessarily the same kind of metric shapes that we have, metric sizes, I should say, we have now, I've taken it to a framer and, and they've made it work. Mm, when okay. you, yeah, yeah, when you get it into your home, I think you need to be really sensible. I mean, I, I can be the kind of person who will get that hammer out and bash something up. <laughs> If I want yep. something up Me then too. and there, you know, I'm incredibly impacted. And it's actually quite funny in that sense. You know, my <laughs> husband just rolls his eyes every time, you know, I'm trying to find the hammer. But <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got a heavy piece, you really need to be mindful that you drill into the wall, that there are wall plugs, that you're not going over a socket. You, you need to think about the height of it, how much mm. exposure it's going to get from the sun in terms of whether you're putting it in front of a window. So there are lots of things to actually think about yeah. and probably more than people appreciate. So mm. although it may seem that I will, I've got a lot of art up in my home, I have. I've really considered where they go. I'm thinking about as the sun, as it travels, how much light, how much sun exposure. So certain pieces are hung in certain places for a reason i have art in my bathroom but they are oils some of them are vintage and i don't mind because i know that they will be hardware and they'll be able to tolerate it Mm. but i would never put a print in there i'd never Mm. put a limited edition i'd never put a piece of art that i really really valued so i Mm. think you need to think about the value of what you have purchased and which room you're going to put it in and the conditions under which that piece of art is going to be held. And and if you think about it, even if you go to, um, you know, say a national gallery, they've got an ambient temperature, they've got certain light conditions, they say no flash, and there's a reason for that. It's actually about preserving it. And I know that probably sounds very serious, but in your domestic environment, which is hard wearing, a lot of traffic, moisture, light, and, and 
you do need to think about those things. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you've brought up some really, really fantastic points there. And I think those will be really useful for people to hear because um, you don't often get that information um, even from galleries that are selling no. work, you know, I think there's good practical tips for, for thinking about the art from all different levels, from the affordable pieces, but also maybe uh, more of an investment, actually yep. thinking about the rooms and the atmosphere and the what the wall's made of. All of these things come into they make a difference. To, uh, how you're going to hang it. Um, I thought it was interesting when you talked about height, um, mm. because that's something that, um, you know, I... I also do interiors and just talking to sort of clients about the, the height they're they're hanging work and people quite often think it's to do with the the height you know oh but your eye level is different from my eye level and I, I you know I try to hammer home sorry pardon the pun but I try to hammer <laughs> home that you know it's not about your personal height it's actually the proportions of the wall yes. and that's where the art kind of almost tells you it needs to be because you know you there's a certain kind of balance on that wall that's that's just right and you start yeah. to get an eye for it but it doesn't matter what height you are but I've gone into so many homes where and I'm sorry it is often the husband has hung the art and it's <laughs> he's like six foot two <laughs> it's up yeah. near the, this it's up near the coving honestly <laughs> just that like... is so funny because I mean my husband's considerably taller than me I mean I, I'm quite small anyway but he's considerably taller than me so when you know we have bought something and he puts it up on the wall and I go are you kidding <laughs> Seriously, I, I can't even see that. And, you know, and he's doing it very much. And he's like, and I'm like, no, no, no. But if you look at, you know, where the, the the picture line is, no, 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 no. It needs to come down a bit. And it's not about bringing it down to my level at all, because that would be really down to the ground. But it, it's about putting it at the right level. Yes. You're looking at the height of the ceiling. You're looking at the proportions yeah. of the room. Absolutely. And it depends whether you want to hang one piece or if you want to hang multiple pieces. Yes. But it Absolutely. does make a difference how you do it, because if it's off kilter, or off balance, you'll notice. Everyone yep. will notice. You'll absolutely notice unless it's something that you're intending. But yes. I would say yep. just think about the proportions of your room yep. and that will make a difference to how you put things. And I know there's a real trend that you can have things high, low. That's yes. absolutely fine. You don't need to worry in that respect. And and particularly if you're having a gallery wall. And the only thing I will say is if you're going to go right the way down, you're going to go mm. quite low. Mm. I'm mindful of the traffic that's going to be exactly. going past. Yes. You need to think about yep. the practical, the damage, the dust. You need to think about the scuffing. Yep. So it, it's not just about what looks good. And I'm not the most practical person. Trust me, I really am not. <laughs> But for some reason, when it comes to art, I do actually really think about what I'm doing in terms of where things are going, where they are going to be hung, because it makes a difference because you want to look after something. If if you've bought it, you absolutely want to look after it. Absolutely. Um, and on that note, you have um, fairly recently started up your own online gallery um, and it went off to 25. I just thought yeah. you could maybe tell us a wee bit more about that. Yeah, so that started last September and it comes from this lifelong dream of, you know, even when I was young and I and I first saw an art gallery, I always wanted one. I wanted to have an art gallery. And I think throughout the years, I, I kind of went on this corporate journey. I was very much part of the corporate world. And last year, I just thought, oh, gosh, you know, life's too short. And if you don't almost if you don't jump off that cliff, you're never going to do it. You actually need to sometimes shake up your life and think about what you want from it and actually fulfill your passion. Yes. So for yeah. me, the most natural thing was to set up a business. And when I say the most natural thing, it 
probably helps that, you know, I'm at the tail end of doing a business degree. So it wasn't something impetuous. You know, I did think about the strategy. I did think about the marketing side of it, the ratios, the insurance. You know, there are a lot of considerations to setting up a business, I will say. So it's not the kind of thing that I would just say to someone, oh, yes, go and set it up. There are a lot of ramifications in terms of how you do it, how you see it through and how you plan it. Yes. But for me, one of the most important things was I'm going to do something I'm really passionate about. And I immediately thought about an online art gallery. Reason being because the contemporary art market has transitioned so much over the last 20 years so many people now buy art online and yes you can have a physical presence if you have a physical Mm -hmm. presence um yeah they're going to be fixed overheads but it's going to take a long while to establish certainly as a gallery so what what, one of the best things i would recommend to people yes set it up online and if in the future you want to have maybe a pop-up or a fixed place that's fine. Mm. But by that stage in time, you've got more of a brand. So exactly. people actually yeah. understand who you are, what you represent. So the thing for me, for the ethos behind my business was actually about sustainability and actually helping people. Mm. So one of the things I thought was, okay, what I don't want to do is just mass produce pieces because I want to bring something more unique to people's homes. And that's where the one-off, as in the originals, mm-hmm. and then 25 is limited edition prints. The smaller the number of the editions, if you like, effectively, the more valuable it is. Um, but it's also the fact that it's more unique. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. But what I thought was I wanted to work with new artists, emerging artists, and, and also established. And it's about giving people a platform to showcase their work. So it's not just about me and, oh, look at me, I'm doing well, Mm. not at all. It's about taking people on your journey and together doing well. And the sustainability thing for me is having that clear, transparent supply chain. So when I get things printed, they're done in small batches. It's Mm -hmm. done by a, a guy who's got a business a wee business down the road from me and I love the fact that I go to him and I give him that business and it makes a difference to him yes and and it's about you know and so what I did was I started looking at what other small businesses I could work with in order to have my business and yes I do need to work with larger organizations and that's simply from an insurance or courier point of view Mm -hmm. and that's because from an insurance point of view you have to have a recognized courier you have to package in a certain way but even when it came down to my labels I made sure to use a small one-man band so it you know wherever I can I will use a small business and that the whole thing with the sustainability is that if I'm producing small batches of things I feel better. I feel better about the whole carbon footprint. I just because yeah. we do need to we do need to think about the future. We Absolutely. do need to have a sense of responsibility. Yeah. And and I don't mean in a preachy way, but it's not even for me, it's for the generation coming after me yeah. and the generation after that. Absolutely. I think that's a, a really, really good point. Um one thing I did want to ask though, and and this is something um you know, we also have our, our, our art room online and it's just this um encouraging people to have the confidence to buy online um, because there are challenges you know when people can't see the work up close what what would advice would you give to people who are, are thinking about buying a piece online even if it's a print limited edition print or an original um, I would say them? yeah it, it is it is it's a serious decision yeah I, I, I don't take it lightly and, and I have sold um, limited editions and also originals and if you've got 
any concerns, I think you go to that gallery owner and you say, can you tell me more about the artist? Can you send me more images? You build a relationship and you understand they can send you more detailed photos. Mm-hmm. And I've done it myself where I've, I've looked at work online. I think that's absolutely lovely. And what oh. I... <laughs> I'm just laughing about what I made somebody do. So I was buying this piece and I thought, oh God, you know, it's such a commitment and I really like it. And I said, right, what I'd actually like you to do, this is going to sound really strange. I'd like you to go outside the gallery and take photographs of it so I can see it Mm, in its truest light. Yeah, Because you're showing me under gallery light conditions and everything else, but I want to see it out up close I want to sit and and that made the decision and they were happy to do so so I think you ask more questions if you've got any questions ask them and you know the thing to bear in mind is that if you you know in my instance I try to take as good photographs as I absolutely can you know so you know this is not about putting any kind of filter or anything like that because you want an accurate representation of that piece you don't want you don't want to present some pretty picture that people and then when people get that piece of work it bears no resemblance so in my case some items I will style so you get an idea of what it would look like in my home and possibly yours Mm -hmm. and others are static images so you just see the piece by itself this is what it looks like if you want more detailed information I can happily give that to you and I I think that makes a difference and it is just about gaining confidence but it's also really interesting that I would say over the last 10 years it's how a lot of art is bought now. It's, yes. it's really, yep. really fascinating how, as a consumer, and I'm coming at it from a consumer, and I'm also coming at it as a gallery owner, how much art does actually get sold online. It's It's been normalised in such a way. Absolutely. Yep. I would say if you are nervous or concerned, then you want to do more investigation. Mm. You can research the artist. You, you know. and, and the other thing to bear in mind is, as an online business, you know, you're still subject to legislation, distance selling rules. You know, the consumer is quite well protected. So it's not about duping people into buying something that, yep. oh my God, this looks absolutely nothing like I thought I was committed to. Mm. We, we are still held to account by what we do. You know, it's just as serious as if we had a physical presence. So yes. I think it's just about taking the time take the time there's nothing that says you have to rush into any decision at all if you want to look at you know and I have people who look at things once twice 50 times and I can tell because I can see what mm-hmm. people are looking at and I quite like that and I think yeah make you know I want you to be sure that's absolutely fine yeah. and you know and people you know may put it in their basket and then they're looking and that's fine because you know it's an emotional thing it's not just a financial commitment it's an emotional commitment I think when you're buying something yes I I think you're absolutely right and I think um, really good advice to ask people to ask questions I think that's something you know I think people sometimes don't have the confidence to do and they they, they don't quite know what to ask but it can be quite practical things like you ask the gallery owner to take the artwork outside and you know sometimes um, I know you sometimes do videos sometimes we I don't do enough videos but sometimes I would like to do you know to show you know this is actually what the texture's like of this piece Um, and more and more galleries as you see are, are selling online it's very popular because you can see more art you can see more selection in a shorter period of time without trailing round. Mm. But equally, you know, of course, it's amazing to see things um, up close too. So it might be you that gallery might do a pop up. You can come along and see it. Precisely. Um, but uh, but I think you know asking a lot of questions is really really good advice. Um, 
You know, on that, I think, you know, if aside from um, some of the things we've talked about, uh, what would you advise? What are your kind of go-to places for getting, um, you know, interesting artworks? Where, where would you start um, out with the kind of areas we've talked about, online galleries and standard galleries? Are there any other options for people um, to look at? Yeah, the thing is, I, I think there's, there's there are a plethora of choices online and it would be easy to become bombarded. Mm. It's easy to become bombarded. It's easy to go down the trend route. It's easy to do what other people are doing. Yeah, and and I, I think it's about being true to your own voice and true to yourself. You will know what you are drawn to. You will know what your style actually is. And it's about facilitating that in as much as possible. Now, you've got the online presence, which is brilliant because of the enormous choice that's available to you at the click of a button you know let's face it there's just there's literally millions out Mm, there but in terms of if i would what i say to people and i've said this a lot of the time and and trust me i have absolutely nothing to do with your formula you know i'm not linked to them in any way shape or form (laughs) but i think you know you you know will's art warehouse the people behind the affordable art there 20 odd years ago they realized there was a demographic who had disposable income who were interested in contemporary art and what they did with the affordable art fairs was bring art to the average punter in a really accessible way Mm. so go to an art fair and i'm not necessarily saying it needs to be that one i'm giving that as an example yeah they're generally a brilliant day out you get to see an array of different galleries so many different types of art it's a great vibe you'll probably get to meet the artist which is really important again i think that's good um you'll meet the gallery owner it's quite interactive and people will talk to you you go around you can have a look and you can just enjoy it you don't Mm. even necessarily have to buy it i'm not saying go there with money clutched in your fist and come out with something i would say the majority of people probably do because it's just the atmosphere that's kind of built and then I think it's this kind of ripple effect. Oh, my God, look, look at that person with that great big package. <laughs> right. It's like shiny, shiny, <laughs> I want, you know. So I do think there is that attraction element to it, which mm. really, really works. But I, I, I personally have, have gone to lots of art fairs and I've just looked and I've been inspired mm. and I've come out and been quite happy. And I, th- I think that atmosphere, what you do, that scene that you just talked about, I think is absolutely fantastic. Where, you know, we've seen it when we, we, we do some art fairs in Glasgow and, and other places and, just that it, it's not a friend. I wouldn't go as far as that. But just when you see people, as you say, with something tucked under your arm, there's a wee a kind oh. of ripple of excitement. And, yes. and you can see people thinking, but I want to take something home. And, <laughs> and, and it's people that never, maybe never, ever thought about buying a piece of art. But suddenly, yeah. you know, you've got this massive crowd mass that's doing it. And it, and it makes it OK. And I, I love to see that confidence building because as you see people walk round, look, look again. Sometimes they come back the next day, but they've suddenly got this newfound confidence having seen yeah. people that have come in off the street have, in the middle of doing their shopping that go away with something tucked under their arm, as you say. And yeah. and I love to see that. I think it's it's fantastic that it is slightly spontaneous, but yeah. they've they've kind of gained a confidence just in that short period of time. It's a great atmosphere. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I also think is go to degree shows, yeah. go to any kind of, go to open houses, go to, I don't, there, are, there are so many choices, but it's also a good way of seeing new artists. And, and, I, and I look at it in two respects. One, from the point of view, um, say 20 odd years ago, I look at the collection that I've amassed 
Um, and there's been a lot of sacrifices in there, Lorraine. It's not mm. been a case of, oh, I've just gone and bought a load of things. Yeah. It's not been like that. They are considered purchases. And it probably means that because I've bought that, I haven't been able to have something else. Mm-hmm. So, but it's really good because you get to see artists go on this successful journey. And I've seen so many things over the years where I thought, wow, that person's really talented. I'm just going to track them. I'm just going to see what they're doing. And then three, four years down the road, their work is almost unaffordable. And you think, oh, God damn it, I should have bought it. Yeah. Anyway, I should have bought it. <laughs> That's right. But, but yeah. the point is, anyone can do that. You just need, if you, you will be able to recognize talent, you absolutely will. Go and have a look at what you like and then just track an artist that you like. Mm. See what they're doing. See where they're exhibiting and then go. And then when you go to see where they're exhibiting, you'll go into a different market, different exposure. You'll meet different artists. And it and it's like a bit of a network event in, in terms of you, you go and do all these things and it leads you somewhere else. You're never quite sure where it's going to lead you. But it's a great way of, you know, I suppose, finding art or, you know, like, for example, today, I'm debating, do I go to the Dulwich Open House Studio, which is the other end of town, or mm. do I go to the Hampstead Art Fair? I w- I'll oh, go and do... What yeah, a fantastic I'll, you know, decision to have to exactly. <laughs> How lovely. Now, you know, chances are I, 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 I don't have it in mind to buy anything, but I don't mm. care. It, it's just the fact that it will just be a really yes. lovely day out. It'll be a lovely day out. So. How lovely. That <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> Well, you, do you know, you have given so many fantastic nuggets of advice for people and just it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you um, and it, just hearing about your um, experience of buying art, the art you've collected. And um, I just think that's it's thanks so much for coming on today. Oh, nothing. Honestly, you're you're welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I, I could talk for hours, as you could probably gauge. I, I yeah. was about to say I could talk to you for another <laughs> few hours. <laughs> We, I suppose we do need to um, end, unfortunately. But who knows when we'll be, uh, get to come on here and chat again. Yeah, I'd love to, love to, okay. you know, anytime. Thank you, Jazz. Thank you. Thanks, Lorraine. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Art First Interiors podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and if so, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a rating and review. If you'd like to hear more, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find me on Instagram at CurioEgg for more Art First Interiors chat and inspiration.